Yo! Welcome to another episode of Simply Bitcoin Live, your number one source for the peaceful Bitcoin revolution to cover breaking news, culture, and mematic warfare. We will be your guide through the separation of money and say, and that's exactly what we're living through nowadays. Anyways, today is going to be a very special show. From my recollection, I think this is time I've seen Michael Saylor and Elon Musk directly interact with each other and they're reaching an agreement. And I would even go out on a limb and I would say that what Elon's planning to do with, and we'll show you guys all the receipts like we always do, what Elon's planning to do with Twitter, and we've made this case for you before, um, I think all, all roads lead to Bitcoin because it's the only one that is decentralized, meaning it's the only one that could re resist that government coercion, right? So... I, I think Elon, it's just a matter of time before he runs into Bitcoin. But I, I will say it's a really good sign that him and Sailor are or specifically Elon is replying to Sailor. So I, I think that that's that's some baby steps, baby steps in the right direction. Also, we have Joe Nakamoto, perfect person to talk about what happened, what the news that dropped over the weekend. SBF secretly funded the block news site. Uh, that's that's interesting how that works uh so joe uh welcome to simply bitcoin happy to have you man you're muted uh yeah it looks like you're muted anyways all right bringing opti opti how you doing check check your settings joe uh i am good i was just telling everyone in spaces nico you need to keep me in the loop with our guests but hey i'm excited for this one uh, joe i i absolutely love uh the clips about him coming around on on twitter and stuff so i know if we can figure out his audio today's is going to be a good show and and then of course uh you know if i if i only knew joe was here we maybe would have talked more about being a journalist but i <laughs> prepared a whole culture bit about um I, I told everyone last week that one of my favorite books and one of a highly recommended reading is economics in one lesson so i wanted to read basically the first page or so on it and then we could riff on it but hey maybe in time during the show we can talk about some journalism we'll see what's good we'll see what ooh, happens ooh. okay joe's back how you doing joe i think uh yeah i've got the right microphone am i in Yes, you're in. All right. Yeah. We're golden. We are golden. Everything's <laughs> working. All right, everybody. Let's just... start the show. Let's do this. The Bitcoin numbers. Brought to you by Noddle. At this point, you should be running your own Bitcoin node. If you don't use your own Bitcoin node, you're trusting someone else's. Run your own version of Bitcoin Core, the Lightning Network, Whirlpool, and Dojo, all from the comfort of your own home. And if you're a digital nomad, you have absolutely no excuse because now you can run a Noddle through a virtual private server. Visit Noddle.eu today. All right, everybody. At the time of recording, the Bitcoin price is 17000 Exactly 17000 according to Clark Moody Dashboard. That doesn't happen very often. The sats per dollar is at 5882 Block height, 767096 Reachable Bitcoin nodes, 12617 Blocks to the halvening, 72904 Having estimate. Oh, it's coming up. April 25th, 2024. Total Lightning Network capacity, 5,070 Bitcoin. Capacity value, 86 million US dollars. Realized monetary inflation. Bitcoin continues to take fiat currencies to absolute school, 1.76%. And the market capitalization, 
326 billion dollars with a b anyways anyways uh got some interesting stuff for you guys first of all shout out to pete ruzzo man he he posts some throwbacks that are so absolutely legendary i thought this was really interesting exactly 12 years ago today satoshi nakamoto sent his final message on the bitcoin forums the next day he logged off forever never to return dude what a moment in time, man. 12 years ago, we never heard from Satoshi again. And for audio listeners, it's a screenshot of the Bitcoin talk forums. And this is last active and it has the time. Absolutely crazy. I also wanted to react to this video and I want to get your guys' thoughts. Shout out to our friends over at Bitcoin Magazine. And this is a clip from 1994 and they were talking about the internet. And sometimes you get lost in the sauce. You get, you know, the price distracts you. And sometimes people forget to zoom out. And I think it's really important to zoom out. And I think that this video, I think it's going to show why it's important to zoom out. Anyways, I'm going to shut up. Let's check out this video and then we'll talk about it. Imagine a world where every word ever written, every picture ever painted and every film ever shot could be viewed instantly in your home via an information superhighway, a high capacity digital communications network. What that would mean is you could transform your home into a mammoth interactive entertainment centre with the odd stock exchange and shopping centre thrown in. It sounds pretty grand, but it all comes down to computers communicating. And in fact, that's already happening on something called the Internet that anyone in the world with a computer and a modem to connect it to a telephone line can subscribe to. There are over 20 million people connected up. And one person in particular I know is connected is the American president, Bill Clinton. And I know that because I used this computer to write to him today and I've already got a reply from the White House. And here it is, right. Thank you for writing to President Clinton via electronic mail. The president is committed to integrating this dynamic medium into the White House. And it goes on to give some details of his government's policy to encourage the building of information superhighways. Now, I can't electronically mail our Prime Minister, John Major, because he hasn't got a modem. And I can't find out what his government's policy on information superhighways is because it hasn't got one. Uh Dude. What a freaking throwback. That's literally what I got to say about that. They're not they're they're not discussing anything crazy. They're discussing it's like do you have email or not? And now think about where you're watching this video right now, right? You're either watching on Twitter Spaces, Rumble, Bitcoin TV, YouTube. You're literally watching this video live through the internet and they're just talking about email, right? This is 1994, roughly 18 years later, look at where we are today. Now, do you think that 18 years from the future, what do you think things are going to be like? And I think it's really hard for people to at least imagine or conceptualize because they get lost in the sauce, right? You, you get distracted, right? You, you, the, the, the short time preference, I think, is a bad thing. But I think that the critical difference between then and now is that now it's not information. And look how much the government has fought on the disintermediation of information, right? You you saw from the Biden administration, you saw the Ministry of Truth. You, tr you saw them trying to, and this was just released. This isn't speculation anymore. Now we have news based on the files that Elon released that the US government was actively asking people at Twitter to censor certain types of information. Now the next disintermediation that's coming 
is money, all right? And I think that's the big kahuna. So there's gonna be really interesting times to to live through. But I mean, we do tell you in the very beginning of, of, of the show, right? We will be your guide through the separation of money and state. And I think that's exactly what we're living through right now. Anyways, Joe, what are your thoughts on this? It's crazy. It was a British lady, bro. It was a British lady. I picked that one for you. <laughs> it always is. They say uh, um, the end of the world will be announced by a British uh, RP accent, as they say. Um, it's generally like an expression we use. Um, but yeah, British lady saying, imagine a world. And here we are living in that world. So, you know, it makes you feel a bit more confident about this uh, Bitcoin future. By the way, can I just say thanks for having me on? Sorry about my internet connection issues. Clearly, as Ben BTC Sessions says, I'm still <laughs> living in an, a modem future. So apologies for that. <laughs> Shout out to BTC Sessions. Uh, quote, Joe out there sharing the world of Bitcoin on a 56k photo. <laughs> oh man, absolutely hilarious. But I do got to say, Joe has phenomenal acoustics today. Okay, because he's in a he's an acoustic treated room anyways uh opti what are your thoughts man did that blow your did that blow your mind the way it blew mine well first off uh that that clip was like so cypherpunk as fuck man you hear like the the computers in the background it, like the the lights and her just being you know all british and stuff but uh, <laughs> uh it's just it's it's really amazing seeing clips like this so about the internet mean? i don't know i don't know if we had joe here I, I do i do this do, am i like all british and stuff as well yeah, you're all british and stuff bro uh okay. you know I, I look you'll, you'll see i'm already getting trolled in the chat so but we'll bring it up later anyways uh it's yeah. amazing seeing <laughs> clips like this about the internet and it really kind of reminded me or or rather like foreshadowed an idea of like this is what we're going to be looking like in in the future is like people are going to get our videos and and see us trying to explain bitcoin to people and it's just going to be like so outdated and vanilla and and people will be like how did no one ever get that bitcoin works and the profound things that bitcoin will change about society and look at these two three idiots trying to explain explain it as simply as possible to people so that they Greatest. could understand <laughs> so that they could understand how you know profound this effect will be uh, on society and and you know it's funny when we look back at videos about the internet and you know there's that famous one where they're trying to explain you know mm -hmm. like the fax machine or the internet and and it's like people are just oh, like what is the world wide web like what is going on like <laughs> you, like you just send messages across the world and it's like this is what we are doing here trying to explain to people about bitcoin and it'll be looked on in the same way in the future and it's just like i don't know man it's like looking in the mirror right now it's like oh wow this is going to be us in what 28 years like it's it's just amazing like shouts out to them it's not even that long it's 18 it's not years that long. It's yeah, 18, okay, years. 18 years sorry yeah exactly in 20 years we'll be looking back no, 20, at this 20, and it's 20 years it's 20 years not it's just it's amazing and it, it it's back to that idea of like the gradually then suddenly you know it still seems like a far off ways of bitcoin changing everything about our society but you know that uh bitcoin being adopted faster than the internet and and here we are it is 28 years <laughs> and here we are on the front line so we will be looked upon in the same way in in a decade or so <laughs> In a couple decades. Yeah, absolutely. I just want to give a shout out to the comments, by the way. Narwhal Tacos, mm. uh, using Usenet in the 90s was almost exactly as complicated as establishing channels on Lightning today. Uh, next one by Elaine. Um, she says, you guys probably don't remember pagers. I do. I do. Um, Bitcoin I do. Becca. 
y'all don't even remember fax machines. I think some doctor's office still that. use that, right? Yeah, my, uh, my mom still I've used a fax once, Becca, so fake news. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, absolutely crazy. What a throwback. Anyways, guys, lot to talk about during the news. Uh, we're going to talk about the block, uh, them being bought and paid for. Also, uh, some, some news about Elon and Sailor. Anyways, let's check it out. The Daily News. Brought to you by Blockstream Jade, built by Bitcoiners for Bitcoiners. It's an open source hardware wallet for the cold storage of Bitcoin. Blockstream Jade houses a full color camera, allowing for fully air-gapped Bitcoin transactions. Scan and display QR codes directly on the device to sign transactions and verify addresses with ease. Use your Blockstream Jade with your favorite wallet software, such as the Blockstream Green, Blue Wallet, Electrum, and Sparrow. Get yourself a Blockstream Jade today and take self-custody of your Bitcoin. All right, everybody. So, a lot to talk about. Uh, I thought this was interesting. From my understanding, this is the first time Elon Musk and Michael Saylor basically interacted with each other. So Elon tweeted that Twitter, Twitter, ha, Twitter will soon start freeing the namespace of $1.5 billion, billion accounts. Also, to note, it's really important also that there is some accounts that are historic, right? And one of them being Hal Finney's, right? Hal Finney's, you know, famous tweet, right? Running Bitcoin, I think it was from 2009 or 2010, right? Absolutely historic. You don't want that to go away. Uh, there's a change.org petition. It already has 200 and 200, 237 signatures. I think we could easily get that to 500. We don't want Hal's, you know, we don't want Hal's Twitter account being deleted, right? This is a, is a legendary f figure in Bitcoin, historic figure. All right, that being said, I also don't think that they're going to be willy-nilly about it like that. But anyways, it's better better play it safe. So Michael Saylor responded to Elon and said, Twitter can add enormous value to the world by organizing the flows of news and views of billions of people and millions of organizations worldwide via branded accounts, supporting natural name, logical classifications, trustworthy verifications, convert noise to signal. And Elon replies to Saylor and he says, the general principle of improving signal to noise is incredibly important. Now, it's really interesting, like th this whole thing that's playing out, right? You know, we, we now know based on the files that Elon has been releasing, you know, via these these other jour journalists like Matt Taibbi, is that a lot of the censorship, which is extremely alarming because these people also want you to trust them with central bank digital currencies. So we know for a fact now that three letter agencies influenced or pushed Twitter to censor certain popular political figures. And now these are the same people that are like, yo, trust us with central bank digital currencies. We're not going to use that against you. That, that is, that's a crazy warning. I actually tweeted that out on, on, I think it was this Friday. It says, imagine what they would do with CBDCs. And this is when I say Bitcoin or slavery. And I, and I, I, I really fundamentally agree with that. Now, what's really interesting. And I, I said this in the very beginning is that I think if Elon wants to do what he originally did for PayPal, which is PayPal's original mission was to facilitate payments all around the world, make it easy, but inevitably it was co-opted because it's a centralized, it's it's a company, right? It's, it's very easy to go in there, influence the rules, change it. And now PayPal is this Frankenstein of a company. Now they're saying, hey, if you flat out certain misinformation that we disagree with, we're going to fine you $2,500. When people found out, they walked it back. And then they, they, when no one was looking, they secretly snuck it back in again. So like, this is crazy. 
Right. So, but I, I think, you know, and, and he said this, and then this is the, uh, the very famous uh, spaces that Elon did. There was a hundred thousand people in this spaces. It was historic, right? A hundred thousand people that have direct access without going through a media source, right? You, you literally have Elon Musk on stage being asked questions in real time, right? Very interesting. Um, and then I'm going to tie this in with the video that we saw in the very beginning. Could you have ever have imagined that in 1994? Absolutely not, right? Anyways, goes on to say, these are some of the quotes that he said in spaces. It says, quote, PayPal seems to be moving in the direction of social credit and censorship. That's disturbing. Quote, worse the fiat system becomes the more, uh, the worse the fiat system becomes, the more cryptocurrencies will grow. And I think this is where Elon is at stage one, right? I think mm -hmm. that, He's in 2017 mindset of it's cryptos, it's whatever which one you 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 know you 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 want to use. What Bitcoiners believe is that it was inevitable for fiat systems to become this way, just like it's inevitable for cryptocurrencies because they're centralized to become like the fiat system, right? The the special part of of Bitcoin is that we have successfully figured out how to separate the monetary policy out of the hands of human beings. That in itself is innovation. Like that actually changes everything. As long as you have central planners, because that's really what they are, right? Saying, no, you know, I could I could figure this out. I could make the tweaks. What tends to happen is you could say you can make the argument in the beginning, you know, the system could work, but over time that system becomes corrupted. Right. That's what that's how where we are where we are today. Right. Anyways, he goes on to say, quote, it's a no-brainer for Twitter to have payments in both fiat and crypto. So, I mean, I, I think Elon's coming. I think Elon's definitely coming along. I think this is definitely uh, historic, whether it's the disintermediation of information, people talking directly, peer to peer directly to each other. Um, Elon finally re responding to Sailor, right? I, I, I wish it was a Bitcoin tweet, you know, that have a lot of signal in it if it was a Bitcoin tweet. But I think it's a first step. And I think Elon's going to eventually figure out if you do want to um, adopt a payments platform, has to be a payment, a payments platform that can't be co-opted and it can't be censored. And I think the only one that's able to provide that is Bitcoin, right? The second biggest, most popular cryptocurrency is Ethereum. We know we now know that over 60 to 70 percent of Ethereum validators are actively censoring for the Office of Foreign Asset Control. Why? Because it's centralized, right? So you you want that that decentralization is absolutely necessary if you do want to separate money from state. Anyways, Joe, what are your thoughts on all this? That was a lot of information. Amazing. I mean, firstly, I just want to address Opti's skincare routine, as that seems to be the main talking point right now, at least in the chat. Um, I'm half joking there. Please tell me what creams you use. I'm also uh, getting older in my millennial, millennial generation. Um, the other thing regarding Elon Musk, yeah, I mean, the first thing I sort of picked up on was, yeah, Twitter spaces are insane, aren't they? I only realized this within the past sort of six months. I should have realized it earlier. You can literally ask direct questions to people like Elon Musk or Sam Bankman-Fried. We're seeing that more and more. In terms of Elon's Bitcoin journey, I have another theory. I think that Elon might actually be a Bitcoiner, a maxi. I think he might actually already get it, but he knows that if he was to go full send on his Bitcoin journey, this is just a complete wild, silly theory, by the way. This is just me thinking out loud. Um, but I think that he might actually get it, but he knows that if he shows that he gets it, then it's pretty much game over for the rest of the world to, you know, buy Bitcoin or, or get on board um, because, you know, he's the world's wealthiest person. He owns, you know, some of the wealthiest companies. Is he trying to do what he initially set out to do with PayPal? 
I don't really know. I don't know if of his backstory. Um, and yeah, there was other things that you picked up on, which I really should have taken notes about. Oh, something about journalists. And yeah, journalism sucks. So actually, <laughs> that, that I'm, I'm glad that you I'm glad that you because I would have forgot too. Um, no, just this, basically <laughs> like this, this, like this historic moment that we're living through, which is like the legacy institutions are losing their credibility and they're also being disintermediated. Right now you can have an individual and if that individual provides value, right, he can have a huge following without needing an intermediate, without needing an institution in order to make that happen. Right. So it's like the rise of this citizen individual journalism that I think is going to change the game specifically because the, these large institutions, like the ones that are decades old, that people are used to getting their news from, which are CNN, ABC, NBC, specifically in the United States, you can tell that they've been co-opted by special interest versus yeah. an individual. He can tell the truth. That's okay. You know? Yeah. Well, you'd hope so. Right. But I still think that there are certain people who, even though they have a platform and they can speak the truth and they are Bitcoiners and I'm not, pointing fingers here but they still don't quite tell the truth or they tell the truth knowing that they have this platform and they have to say things in a certain way so i think it's still upon the reader or the person digesting digesting the news or the headlines to make up their own opinions um but yeah when it comes to these media platforms yeah most of them are compromised or just completely completely fucking wrong you know i mean we've seen this with all the sbf headlines recently which have I mean, 99% of mainstream media reporting has been inaccurate or just plain like blowing up his ass. And that's just completely despicable when you think about the scale of the fraud that this man has committed. There's been a few crypto outlets. I say crypto here, you know, because it's shitcoiny stuff. Um, they have been more accurate in their reporting. But then it comes out that, you know, the block was secretly or the block's former CEO was funded um, by SPF. So, yeah, I think there's a real strong case here for Bitcoin opening up more sort of personal platforms in which we can verify more easily the sources of information, but there's still that implicit level of trust with the news and we still have to be able to think critically. And the amazing thing for that is that Bitcoin also helps that, right? Because I don't know about you guys, but throughout my Bitcoin journey, it's made me question almost everything, which is quite terrifying, but it's also quite rewarding because you approach everything in this new light in this sort of new sort of Bitcoin friendly light. And yeah, I think that you become... If you don't become better at critical thinking, you definitely do it more frequently. And that's also something that we would need in this hyper Bitcoinized or, you know, uh, world in which we don't have to trust these big institutions and outlets for our daily dose of propaganda. Yeah. And I, I and I think you, you really hit the nail on the head. And it's, it's, that's something that worries me, Joe, as well. Right. Which is this concept that in the fiat world, people have outsourced that personal responsibility, whether it's the storage of their wealth. You know, they 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 keep their money in a bank and they keep their money on an exchange and they don't learn how to take self-custody or whether it's outsourcing information. Right. The seeking of information. So people tend to put a lot of trust in these institutions without exactly what you said, without thinking critically. Now, the big question is, is this going to change, right? Or is humanity going to take this next step where individuals take back that personal responsibility rather than outsourcing it to exchanges, banks, governments, etc.? Huge. I mean, how can we unlearn all that we've learned? How can we uncondition ourselves from this conditioning we've been brought up in particularly our generation you know we, we were brought up on the cusp of the internet coming through and the internet has effectively shaped a lot of ideas and the 
propaganda we receive on the internet. When I say the word propaganda, are you shilling that thing you're drinking there, Opti? People said <laughs> I'm drinking it? beer. I'm drinking sparkling water. <laughs> it does look like beer I wasn't like going to let me. them trust. I wasn't going to have them trust. I was verifying. <laughs> Good man. <laughs> Hell yeah. Opti, right. what, are you, what are your thoughts, bro? What are your thoughts? Uh, well, first and foremost, uh, I really, really enjoyed uh, Joe's conspiracy theory on Elon. I would love for that to be true. <laughs> sounds sounds awesome. Second point is uh, I really do hope that on this Twitter cleanse that Elon has been talking about, that Howell's uh, Twitter account definitely survives. I, I think this is something as Bitcoiners that we, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not really big on like, uh, you know, petitions and all that, but like, you know, someone get in his ear, make sure that Howell's account stays on Twitter. That would be a shame if it get nuked. Um, but in, in, on that vein, uh, man, maybe some dope uh, Twitter ads are going to open up and we can, you know, we can uh, claim some of those, <laughs> some of those Twitter ads. Wink, wink, Nico. Um, anyways, uh, you know me, I've been very skeptical about Elon um, on this on this platform in private and publicly and um, but also it seems like he has been putting his hat in the ring and uh, you know fighting for free speech and it's hard for me to comment on someone that is that successful so like I, I'm just trying to watch it in real time and see what happens and to your guys's point I think this is another testament to the idea that we've been talking about on the show for a long time, a running theme of the importance of Bitcoin only journalism and why, you know, we do what we do, why Joe does what he does, and that more people need to put their hat in the ring and more people need to take that stand for truth and for Bitcoin and for <laughs> just spreading spreading the facts out there and, and doing it in ways so that people do find it, do find it interesting and do digest it and spread it farther. So, you know, we've seen a lot of examples of, um, bad journalism this year. We've seen it from <laughs> legacy media. We've seen it from shitcoin platforms and we just try to show up every single day and do our job so that people get that message and get that signal out there. And I think it is going to become like, and an uber important aspect of of our modern society is what we've been saying all the time these independent journalists continuing to spread the truth continue to quote unquote be conspiracy theorists in the face of all the hate and and you know speak truth to power and and you know speak truth at the at the cost of of our personal uh physical and financial well-being so we're just showing up every single day to to be you know just them frontline soldiers that we all are so everyone out there continue to meme continue to spread the truth continue to try to orange pill your friends and family so that the truth can be spoken about publicly again because obviously the powers that be are afraid of the truth and the only thing they have going for them is the monopoly of truth right now. So we have exploded this now and we will continue to, you know, do our part and put our hat in the ring for free speech. So amen. Yeah, amen to go. that. <laughs> amen to that. All right, everybody, we have time. We have a wait, little bit. Oh, wait, have... oh, wait. Uh, to your point, uh, the secret skincare routine i found it on uh, a social media it was on instagram it is wash your front for your face with head and shoulders okay I don't okay know. it's been working i don't know opti skincare 10 for 10 all right everybody <laughs> so we got enough time to cover this and i'm really curious to to find out i, I i'm really excited to find out what joe thinks about this as well uh because he is a, a journalist in the industry so this is an, a report by or an article by axios this is exclusive SBF secretly funded crypto news site goes on to say the block a media company that says it covers crypto news independently 
I think that's the key word there. It says it covers crypto news independently. Has been secretly funded for over a year with money funneled to the block CEO from a, from the disgraced Sam Bankman-Fried's cryptocurrency trading forum, sources told Axios. Why it matters. Obviously, <laughs> the payments which employees of, of the block were previously unaware of could undermine the news company's credibility. No shit. Um, but I mean, I'll say this, though. I, I really believe that the legacy media, it's the same thing. The same things are happening, right? Um, goes on to say, driving the news, McAfee has resigned as CEO and is leaving the company. The Block's chief revenue officer, Bobby Moran, I'm not related, confirmed to Axios on Friday. Mac, uh, McAfee is also stepping down from its board. So, I mean, uh, like, why would they be stepping down if there isn't something to, to uh, you know, to to hide or to be shameful of? Uh, I think that's interesting. Uh, Joe, what are your thoughts on this? Is it surprising to you? Um, no, in a word, no. Um, I mean, let's be honest here. All of these crypto shitcoin publications, they are there to make money. And the way in which they initially made money was through, you know, monetizing information and, and news. But they've realized that there are even more lucrative ways to make money. And clearly, the, the disgraced CEO, McCaffrey, has realized that the best way to make money is just to talk to CEOs of big, formerly successful exchanges and say, hey, can you please uh, buy my yacht? Or was it his house? I forget. I think part funded the, the purchase of a home. So, yes, it's true that um, I think a lot of medias, by the way, have misreported this. They've said that the SBF is directly funding the block, which isn't true because, you know, say I was an employee at the block right now i would feel really like fuck you know I, i'm representing this awful corrupt institution you know I, I had no knowledge of it but in reality what's well what appears to happen have happened is that mccaffrey struck a deal with sbf to pay for um you know his house and with that influence that he's effectively bought proving that the block isn't an independent uh media outlet he's then sort of influenced the editor-in-chief or influenced whatever um content they put out related to SBF or FTX. And it also might mean that McCaffrey was on SBF speed dial. So, you know, whenever there's um, a story about SBF, whether it's, you know, SBF op opens up a new office in Bahamas or St. Kitts or wherever it may be, they will then quote the block on it. So it'll be like a, you scratch my back, I scratch yours sort of thing. And I'm sure this happens at other outlets and won't be the first one. And I don't know, maybe Bitcoin Magazine has similar things in place. You know, it's it's not just because it's a crypto or a shitcoin outlet that it's, uh, you know, potentially to be controlled or corrupted. All of these are potentially. And it, it again, just comes back to what we were talking about earlier. Think critically, don't trust verify. And will this be the first of many to be revealed as being, you know, corrupt or controlled? Probably. I mean, we can hope as much and uh, that would expel all of these poor practices from the um, the journalism sort of sector. I mean, let's be honest, a lot of journalism in crypto isn't really journalism. It's just content creation with a flavor. Um, so there's also that part that um, is worth worth looking into. But yeah, if I was at the block right now, I'd be quite... Um, I feel quite like embarrassed and a bit like, oh God, should I really be representing this organization anymore? Because even though you might be a coiner at the block, you're a Bitcoiner at a shitcoin publication that clearly has a CEO who's allergic to, to scruples. So yeah, um, that's my little take on it. Interesting. Opti, what are your thoughts on this, bro? You've well, been feeling off. it lately? Yeah, listen! That's called motherfucking blood. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, uh, we, <laughs> no, it's good, bro. We, we, uh, I am, I am the lighthearted one. So like, I, I I'll joke for you. So, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> well, last week, 
Uh, we dunked on CoinDesk as well, and now we're dumping on the block. And, um, you know, there's a running meme on Twitter of, like, the infamous circle jerkers and um, the you scratch my back, I scratch yours meme going around. And now this one just, like, completely blows up in everyone's face. And this is, like, a very fiat legacy media vibes thing coming from the block and from SBF and stuff. And so, obviously... Uh, Nico and I aren't surprised. Now there's Joe. You know, this is something that I think we've probably been covering on the show for a while now. The like what Joe said, you know, the shitcoin journalism is just content creation with a with a flair. And uh, Nico said it best last week, where he said like, if these shitcoin journalist sites uh, were very true, were actually truthful about Bitcoin, then it would expose the scams and it would expose, you know, the the lack of substance that their journalism actually is. And so, I mean, I think it's just a, another another data point for this year being a blessing in disguise. You know, we, we got uh, the great exodus from shitcoin exchanges to self-custody. And now we are going to soon see people move away from shitcoin journalism sites onto Bitcoin-only content creators. So I think there's going to be a lot of silver linings through all the pain. And, you know, people like us will start to see more people following the truth and the signal. And this is why we do what we do is, guys, like... We are Bitcoiners first and foremost, and this is what we try to push is the truth and the facts about what's going on in this space. And everyone is just trying to steal your Bitcoin. And so that's why we tell you guys to stay humble, stack sats, take your Bitcoin into self-custody because everyone else is trying to scam you. So. Absolutely. And Mopti's getting really good at this. Anyways, everybody, let's get to the culture. Let's check it out. The Daily Culture. Brought to you by SwanBitcoin.com. Swan is the best way to build your Bitcoin stack with automated Bitcoin savings plans and instant purchases serving clients of any size from $10 to $10 million. We love Swan because they incentivize self-custody and dollar cost averaging. What are you waiting for? Visit SwanBitcoin.com today. All right, everybody. Before I got to stop making Optimate full screen... So before we get to the culture, I want to give a shout out to a true Bitcoin conference. Network with Bitcoiners in Austin, Texas, August 24th, 25th, 26th, 27th, and 2023. I'm talking about BitBlock Boom, of course. It's not a shitcoin of, uh, event. It's not an NFT or blockchain event. It's a Bitcoin event. They talk about Bitcoin, Bitcoin, and more Bitcoin. I need to get, take advantage of the promo code, all caps, simply Bitcoin, to get a big discount to the BitBlock Boom conference. Well, Nico, I am pivoting live right now. So uh, we have Joe here. I did do a bit, guys, like I said in the beginning. I didn't know Joe was coming on. Nico needs to get me in the loop on <laughs> when our guests are showing up. Surprise. So, yeah, exactly. So anyways, uh, I'll do my bit tomorrow. Uh, we'll, we'll cover the, the first page of Economics in One Lessons tomorrow. But I think... It, it would be, you know, a missed opportunity if we didn't jump in on this whole Bitcoin journalism, you know, the, the importance of being a journalist or rather, you know, uh, bringing back true journalism. And so I think let's just let's just jump in. Uh, you, you hit us in the chat over here and you said you had another point. Um, RE shitcoin media publications and funding. So let's just jump in there and then we'll we'll uh, we'll use that as a jump off point and then uh, we'll move into the memes. 
Thanks, mate. No, I appreciate it. And I just thought, yeah, why not? If I've got this platform, maybe discuss this that maybe some Bitcoiners have been questioning about anyway. But um, as I'm sure you've seen, a lot of the shitcoin publications have been chopping heads during the bear market and they failed to sort of manage their uh, budgets or their treasuries effectively. And we've even seen it at lots of Bitcoin companies, right? The, the, the bear market's been brutal. And that's really unfortunate. So it makes it sort of begs the question, OK, what was the funding for the block for? And given the fact that it was directly for the CEO's house, it makes me a lot less charitable, charitable towards him in terms of my understanding of the matter. Because had it been going straight into the block, you know, saving jobs or whatever, then maybe it would have been a bit more uh, justifiable. Um, but, you know, there's been a lot of <laughs> I'm, I'm a Bitcoiner, for example, and I only write about Bitcoin. I only write about crypto when it's in the interest of Bitcoin. And I'm very grateful that Cointelegraph allows me to do that. Whilst I obviously know that Cointelegraph promotes all sorts of shitcoins under the sun and uh, is not the go-to place to get your, you know, fire Bitcoin reporting. But that I'd obviously recommend simply, simply Bitcoin or Bitcoin magazine or individual people. But it's that thing of how do I get paid? How do I, you know, I'm, I'm a relatively late Bitcoiner. How do I sort of contribute to the space in a way that's effective and truthful? And, you know, how can I keep, do that sustainably? So like able to pay my rent, my food and also stack some sats at the end of the month. And, you know, when I approached this situation a year and a half ago, when I was working for Bloomberg, so like, you know, I've got prior journalism, mainstream media journalism skills, which a lot of people don't have in this space as well, because a lot of people just come to crypto and think, oh, this is great. I can go from zero to a million very quickly. Um, so, yeah, there's <laughs> that is to say that there's a lot of shitty journalism in this space as well. So people that don't check primary sources, people that don't call up um, data checks or, or whatever it may be. And see, so, yeah, I was I was faced with this choice a uh, year and a half ago, and I was like, okay, well, I can go to a Bitcoin magazine where I can preach to the choir, preach to the converted, and talk about you know how amazing Bitcoin is all the time, or I can try to preach to shitcoiners and try to sort of alert them to how much amazing stuff there is going on in the Bitcoin space. I mean, just today I interviewed a guy who's implanted a lightning chip into his hand here. I don't know if you know this guy, but you should probably get him on the show at some point. He's hilarious. Felix Fry, or Felix, his name is from Switzerland, and he, yeah, he's put a uh, microchip in his hand uh to pay for things nfc and yeah i met him in switzerland when i was quite drunk and i was just like what the fuck is going on here but there's so many cool stories from bitcoiners all around the world who are just as passionate just as mad as you or i am and it'd be amazing to give them a voice but we can't fit them all in on you know a bitcoin magazine or a um, simply bitcoin so yeah there's definitely need to have bitcoiner voices in every sort of media outlet and that's also why like next year you might get annoyed at me because i'm representing uh coin telegraph like shitcoin conferences but i'm going there with a bitcoin you know speech or bitcoin uh, ideas ready i'm not going to to shitcoin or anything and i think that you know we, we've got a real opportunity there to um address the the shitcoinery um and help people understand that you know shitcoin is just fiat 2.0 and bitcoin is uh, the remedy to that so yeah, that was my little my little skit. Thank you very much for for bringing it back to me there. No worries, bro. I love it because I mean, Nico and I uh, obviously we are a Bitcoin only platform, and we will keep it that way. But we've noticed one thing as well throughout this whole journey as Simply Bitcoin is that a lot of Bitcoin companies they have one issue, and it's that they are Bitcoin companies preaching to the choir. Yeah. And if we are going to expand this, you know, Bitcoin revolution, like we say all the time, we are going to have to expand outside of our little echo chambers on Bitcoin Twitter and try to do our best to reach that mainstream audience. And so 
you know, I'd love hearing, I loved hearing your perspective because I know you've been getting a lot of shit about, <laughs> I know you get a lot of shit about it. So even much. though ev- So much, even though every <laughs> clip I see team. about you. <laughs> I know every clip I see, you're you're just like, you know, just giving that pure sauce. So uh, I do have a question in regards to that. Like, how has it been trying to change uh, a shitcoin publication on the inside by being a, a freaking adamant Bitcoiner? Oh, man. I mean, I mean, uh, Knut Svanholm was like, oh, you're like the Trojan horse at Cointelegraph. And that's like massively blowing my own trumpet here. I'm just a reporter that likes to write about Bitcoin constantly. But within the first three months, people were like, oh, can you write about this thing? I was like, nah, it doesn't interest me. Or, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't care about that as much. Um, and eventually, like six months in, they were like, okay, this guy really isn't going to write about Ethereum's, you know, merge or, or whatever it may be. Or if he writes about the Ethereum merge, he'll be like, oh, Ethereum is more liable to capture because of the merge, because, you know, proof of stake means that as we've seen, the OFAC compliance has gone through the roof. Um, and then, you know, nine months in, people are like, okay, he's just going to write about Bitcoin only. And they've given me the freedom to do that. And that's absolutely fantastic. You know, that they haven't given me a brief at any point and said, you need to write this about this shitcoin publication. And a lot of people think that that's how journalism outlets work. And that didn't work at Bloomberg. That, that didn't work at um, Focus Reports when I was at them. That didn't work here. As a journalist, your job is to find the news, you know, find stories, pitch the news, write it up and then see about it with your editor, you know, which way you want to angle it and what flies. And yeah, you go from there. There's no sort of, well, in every company I've worked for, there's never been a top down sort of, you must write this about the news. There's just, you know, certain echo chambers that you find yourself in and it gets churned out um, that way. I've completely forgotten what the um, the question was, but it's towards the end of my work. I mean, me too, but that that was still that was still a good signal there, man. Um, um, I think the last question. I, me and Nico talk about this all the time. I, Nico, you might have another question, but it's 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 to the idea of uh, the importance of independent, alternative, you know, media sources and journalists, and um, you know, it's just kudos to you to being like a true journalist, bro, like, like being, uh, right about the ethos and being like, look, I want to speak about these things that intrigue me and I want to do the best I can to cover that. And I think that this is what a lot more people need to do. Nico calls them the citizen journalists out there. And you know, that's what we try to do here on simply Bitcoin. So, you know, first of all, kudos to you. And then also like, what's your thoughts on this whole idea of how bad legacy media journalism is and, uh, maybe why you do what you do. Bro, you're being way too kind here. My, my head's not going to fit through this tiny vocal booth as I as I leave it. <laughs> my ego has been inflated so much. Um, first rule of Bitcoin: stay humble. Second, stack sats, and I, I will continue to to stay humble. But thank you for the the kind words. Um, um what do I think of uh, what did you say? Shitcoin media with regards to or just legacy media in general? Oh, I mean, legacy media is fucked. Like, there's no, um, they can't keep up and. You know, I, I speak to, so I spent a lot of time trying to network into the Financial Times and the BBC in the UK because, you know, I, I'm not going to get anywhere with um, US publications. And, you know, the reason why the um, the media problem panel that happened in Amsterdam with the sort of famous like, 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 like meme um, bit that came out of, it was, it was quite popular in July or August in this space. Well, the reason why that happened was because I was trying to get more Bitcoin content into the Financial Times. So I went there a few times. Most amazing offices in the centre of London. Beautiful uh, views from there. Sort of, they've got like a sky lounge area. So I was meeting with them there with a few times, being like, "Yo, this Bitcoin thing. Like, I think maybe we could, you know, angle a few things. Maybe talk about remittance into Africa. Maybe talk about it as a uh, tool for censorship resistance. You know, this sort of thing." 
And the deal was, okay, you come to this Bitcoin Amsterdam uh, uh, conference and we'll get some nice content onto the platform. And the idea was that she was going to report on her experience at Bitcoin Amsterdam. As I'm sure you know, what happened afterwards was a car crash in which uh, <laughs> the Financial Times didn't come across very well. And um, I mean, that, that's no fault of my own. I did not look to dunk on her. And I was, I was looking to have a really um, good conversation. And we all were on stage. Like the, the, the atmosphere was very cordial beforehand. But that was sort of like the implicit deal. Uh, it didn't play out like that. And I was like, oh, crap. So I, I went to the BBC instead and was, you know, talking to the guy that did a report on Bitcoin mining in Kazakhstan. And I was like, yo, bro, you, you focused on like the nastiest, shittiest area of Bitcoin mining when there's like 3 million things which are going on in the Bitcoin mining space, which you could have talked about. Why did you only talk about that? Like, what is the angle here? And he was like, oh, no, but I also talked a little bit about solar panels in Kazakhstan. I was like, that's not unbiased reporting. That's like completely loaded bollocks targeted at Bitcoin mining. And so, again, I, I tried to do that. And we had a couple of Zoom calls and then he's just ghosted me. And so, you know, I'm, I'm trying to go into the more mainstream publications, but the more you get knocked back, the more you realize what is going on here? Why is it that people that were like me a couple of years ago aren't willing or able to talk about um, Bitcoin in a sort of just a curious, I'm not even asking for them to like get orange pilled by next week. I just want them to be like, oh, okay, that's interesting. And, you know, I can send them some sats and they see how that works. And, you know, the usual way we orange pill someone. Yeah, so it's just it's just frustrating. Hence, why I think mainstream media is on the way out because Bitcoin is inevitable, mm -hmm. and they aren't. <laughs> we are winning. We are winning. <laughs> Anyways, Opti, it's time for the meme review. Let's do it. The daily meme review. Brought to you by Kaboom Racks. I get this question all the time. Nico, where should I buy Bitcoin miners? The answer is Kaboom Racks. It's the best place to buy Bitcoin miners. That's where you're going to find the best deals and the best prices. Start your mining utopia today. To check out their racks, you got to go to t.me slash Kaboom Racks. Join their Telegram group and start your mining journey today. Kaboom Racks. All right, guys, so uh, I'm going to tie this up with what we were talking about during the news, right? We are not only living through the disintermediation of money, but also of information, right? And we always start this segment with if tweets are the bullets, memes are artillery. It sounds like other people are either watching Simply Bitcoin or other people are also kind of picking up on this. And without a doubt, we are in an information war this is narrative trench warfare. It's a battle over hearts and minds. And this is crazy because this is exactly what Jack Posobiec said in, I think it was a conference over the weekend or something. Anyways, just check it out and then uh, we'll get to the meme review. But I, I do believe that this is, it's a hundred percent. This is why Bitcoin memes are important. So I'd like to share with you, if I could tonight, my assessment of the current situation. Gentlemen and ladies, gentlemen and ladies, we are at war. We are in a new type of war. A fifth generational conflict. This is not a conflict fought directly on the field of battle. This is not a conflict that's fought with insurgencies and terrorist groups, coin operations like in Iraq and Afghanistan. No. This is a generational conflict that is fought in the heart that is fought in the mind and is fought in the soul on a spiritual level. This is spiritual warfare, it is mental warfare, and it is information warfare. This is what we're in. This war is fought on tiny little screens like this. 
every single day. But the fight continues. Because today's warfare is not the warfare of sword and shield. It is the warfare of tweet and meme. It is the warfare of words. It is the warfare of narratives. I just want to give us credit because we we did tell you that. We did tell you that first. <laughs> Anyways, Opti, uh, what did you think of that video, bro? We did well, tell you. We've been telling you that for quite a quite a long time now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you you put that you put that clip in in our show notes, and I watched it this morning, and and like no joke, I was getting goosebumps, and I was like, holy! Like Nico's been saying that for a minute. Like we've been saying that for. A, I don't know, as long as I've been on the show, you know, the, the meme that Nico always has is like, we are in a war for the hearts and minds of the masses. Hence why I think what Joe's doing is, is one of those key piece, key pieces of like, guys, we need to try to expand this message outside of our echo chambers. And then, uh, there was one more point that he said during that. Oh yeah. The whole, like, uh, we are in an information war guys. Remember when I used to say that and you guys were saying that I was being hyperbolic. Well, I'm not the only one that is thinking this. We are in an information war and you guys are the frontline soldiers. Like this is this is uncontentious mm -hmm. at this point. It, it is a it is a war for your mind. And this is why it is our meme world and everyone else is just living in it. Anyway, it is. It's is a meme world, meme bro. Review. It's a meme world. It is a All meme right, let's world. Let's do it. All right, so this first one, shouts out to Maxi's Club. He continues to kill it on Twitter, and uh, he just has, you know, he has his artistic theme here with his. I think it's a Pepe frog. I, I don't. You're gonna have to tell me what this what this little guy is. Uh, but it says Bitcoin Maxi's, and with a cake, and it says, "I told you so." We continue <laughs> to tell you so, but yet you guys still don't listen to us. Anyways, this next one, uh, I I'm feeling festive this morning, and RD. BTC tagged us in this over the weekend and it says tis the season to be stacking and we got you know this guy being super romantic by drawing a Bitcoin B logo on the frosty window I am reminded of one of those jingle uh, jingle bell songs that almost got canceled last year but I heard it on the radio this morning so it didn't get canceled yet shouts out to you guys this next one is by Mikey of the corn and he goes the incredible hodl and uh, you know it, it's it's fitting considering what the beginning of this show was and we got Michael Saylor with laser eyes and it, I'm pretty sure this is uh his head on Hulk's body and it's called the incredible hodl and we got you know uh, the price dumping behind him we got cyber hornets we got leota laughing we got sbf in jail on i was gonna say on the tv but just in jail and then we got yellow over here looking like a greek god in the corner telling us <laughs> about the prophecy Didn't that's gonna that. happen december 23rd the incredible okay. hold <laughs> the incredible huddle this next one is by huddle never Sado, and he goes the ongoing struggles of bitcoin plebs and i forget what what show this is but anyways we got this dude laughing hysterically enjoying his time cheating on my dca strategy and going to buy some extra sets and then the realization of zero cuck bucks on my fiat account and having to go live life if you don't know this feeling well i feel bad for your son because you still have fiat in your account and you need more sets anyways this next one shouts out to bitcoin morpheus because he plays on the idea that we tell you guys all the time again i know you thought when nico first said this to you guys that we were being hyperbolic but 
it is Bitcoin or slavery, and this is a play on the orange pill or the red pill, blue pill from the Matrix, except for instead of the orange pill and the blue pill, it is Bitcoin or slavery. This is the way, guys. This is not even hyperbolic at this point. So on this, on this point, I am going to give it this pen that looks like the Blue's Clues pen. If you know, you know. If you know what is you the know. Blue's Clues? Oh. oh wow, you're so British. It hurts, bro. Blue's Clues is like a oh, kid no. show that uh, that like we're kind of too old to have seen, but it was at the tail end of my childhood. Okay, yeah, Blue's Clues. Joe, what 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 would you give those memes? Uh, pretty, I mean, I actually just followed each one of the i was already following rdbtc but the other plebs uh, i've just found them now and given them a follow so that's also what the meme review is for right finding those people that are creating those amazing memes for the first one i wrote down because now i'm taking notes because i realized it's like an interview thing and i can take notes um i wrote down the fact that he started with a speech by repeating three times gentlemen and ladies it's it's ladies and gentlemen right like it's like saying fork and knife or pepper and salt like i thought he was going to go into some like woke lefty like, oh, uh, like ladies gentlemen they and it's and stuff i was <laughs> it, it got me a little bit unnerved and then he started talking about the information war i was like oh, okay cool he's kind of based but gentlemen and ladies twice or three times um yeah Repetition. that was that was Repetition. what i got stuck on basically yeah okay all right all right so <laughs> i'm gonna give it guys before this is simply bitcoin live uh wait, wait nico you got to stop saying guys apparently they want us to say little bitties <laughs> Little you could say that. You could say that, guys. Uh, this is simply Bitcoin Live. Um, drop your meme score in the live chat. We'll get to it. While you guys do that, I want to give you guys. I want to tell you guys about our clothing sponsor, Opti. Model it, bro. Opti's wearing the orange pill shirt. Look at that. It's AK. Ooh. The bottom it says peaceful revolution. I am wearing the black represent hoodie you can take advantage of the promo code simply dash bitcoin get 10 percent off anything on the store also check out the newly dropped simply bitcoin merch there's a tank there's an a uh, there's an airplane dropping bombs it's it is awesome. a peaceful bitcoin revolution though it, no, it's, it's, a peaceful, it's a peaceful revolution bro it's it's it's, it's a tank a hoodie <laughs> oh god okay anyways i want to check out some oh yeah my my meme score i'm gonna give it an RE20 in the case. Oh, right. snaps. Right, right. Dang, they must have been a good, good, good memes today. They, they smell good. It smells good, too. Anyways, um, all right. Let's get some of these uh, Opti's infl infl oh, wow. infatuation. Opti's infatuation with sexy male <laughs> British accents. Oh, God. Okay, uh, next one. Next one. Wait, next wait. One. You got to read the score. Oh, yeah, yeah. The score is the score. The new Simply Bitcoin merch. The Opti's approved hair wig with all accessories to prove it's not a wig if you pull on it. <laughs> Igor, I give the memes a right-click saved copy of the currently most expensive NFT. Oof, I like that. I like that jab. Narwhal Tacos, I give them some wasabi almonds. Oh, very spicy, by the way. Let's wow, getting spicy on this one. I give these memes an on-stage <laughs> Stacey Herbert rant. Oh, burn Joe. Not loaded. Definitely not loaded. <laughs> oh, man. Z-Logic. I give these memes a gentle ladies. Okay. 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 Next one. Next one, Opti. I'm scrolling. 
Rave Elevator. I give the memes the Green Power Ranger flute. Okay, that's a good one. Lucas almost says, I give it Lagarde's bottle of Opti's dandruff she keeps on her bedside table for old times' sake. <laughs> no, but he doesn't have handruff no, anymore. Rang. Now he doesn't have hand, hand uh, dandruff anymore. Opti uses head and shoulders promo code Opti Skin. Um, African scientists, I give these those memes 20 little birdies and one orange pill shirt. 20 African little scientists. Come on, Nico. Nico can't Afri read. African scientists. Is it with a T then? Um, I thought it was like I think it's, uh, you know, I, I thought it was, I thought, I thought I thought it was, it was with, a with a T. Yeah, me too. Okay, yeah. Bitcoin for Canadians. I rate those memes laser eyes for everyone. Oh yeah. All right. All right. Still got him. Uh, Andres says I give these. I give today's memes ten shares of Johnson and Johnson because Head and Shoulders to the Moon. Okay. Very nice. <laughs> Very nice. Um. <laughs> I just, it took me a while to process that. That's hilarious. <laughs> Global nonsense. I give those these memes. Joe Nakamoto, P45 from Bloomberg. Okay. Oh, Jokes man. on you because they fired me. Oh, oh <laughs> man. Okay. Right, this right. one, I don't, I, this one, I don't know, Nico. It's the last the, one. I can't. I can't say that. I give these. I give the memes three used. Thing. Three use protection. Okay. All right, everybody. Also check out the written version of this show, Simply Bitcoin Unfiltered. You got to go to www.simplybitcoin.news. Shout out to our awesome writers, Zach Weinickus, Paul. Also check out Simply Bitcoin's Telegram group. It's absolutely free. That's where you can link us Bitcoin memes to review. Go to www.t.me slash the Simply Bitcoin channel. Any, no, sorry. Simply Bitcoin. www.t.me slash Simply Bitcoin TV. Opti, uh, website by Plebe or software? It is a software release. All right, let's check it out. Bitcoin software release. Brought to you by CypherSafe. Don't be that person that loses their Bitcoin seed due to fire damage, water damage, dog attacks. Back up your generational Bitcoin wealth on steel. And there's no better place to do it than the Cypher Grid by CypherSafe. And now check out their new Bitcoin art, the Bitcoin Rulux triangle only on cyphersafe.io all right little biddies <laughs> don't say that <laughs> i don't want to hear that do you know what biddy uh, means in scottish no i don't like what do you mean an old, an old biddy it's like a, an old lady like typically hey, with like a shawl and then, my know. little biddies though christine lagarde <laughs> yeah. shouts out to you all right uh, we, <laughs> we told you guys about this release last week um, Ellen Core came out with a version 22.11, but I guess they just dropped an updated version 22.11.1. And, uh, it's got a list of updates and stuff that you guys can go check out. You know, if you're using Ellen Core, make sure you're up to date on that one. And, uh, I, I, I dropped it in the description already, so I didn't forget today. Anyways, Nico. Let's roll this one out. Yeah, guys. Also, uh, by popular request, uh, we enabled Super Chats. And oh, you're supposed to tell them in the beginning of the show. No, but I felt bad. And we'll, we'll, we'll keep telling them throughout whatever. So if you want Opti and I to stop what we're doing in the middle of the show, drop us a Super Chat and we will read it. Uh, and I'm, and I'm caught. <laughs> what is that going to do? I don't know. Anyways. Uh, Yikes. Joe, thank you so much for joining us today on Simply Bitcoin Live. Where can people find you online and what are you working on nowadays? Oh, I had a quick question for you, though, afterwards, just based on um, your first 
like big mainstream media appearance. I know you had small ones, but you know, the one, was it last week uh, for Swan? It was fantastic. You did a great job in not going mental at the interviewer, being like fucking stack sats, you know? Um, so I just want to say a really good job. And, and when's your next one? I appreciate that. Um, I don't know. They're always like, they're, you kind of just like drop it out there at about a specific, because that's kind of like how the news cycle works. It's like if there's like a specific topic that people want to cover, um, you know, explaining you, to you me how the news cycle works. Yeah, no, no, but I didn't know how this works because I'm like, I'm kind of like a, like a YouTube person. I didn't know how legacy media works, but basically, if you want to cover a specific topic, you get your thoughts out, and then they pick and choose. Like, oh, I want to talk to this person. So yeah, that was the first yeah. one. That was my first like kind of big one. It, I was shitting my pa pants the entire time. I was like, holy crap, I did terrible. And then when I got the copy of it, I was That's like, good. wow, I didn't do so bad. And then it's like, why didn't I do so bad? It's because I do this every day. So like it just kind of like becomes second nature. But I don't know, man. Just trying to get the word out. Bitcoin, not crypto. Uh, get people on the mission. And uh, yeah, man. But it, it's crazy. I, 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 and like it's I don't really say it would be about me. I think it's just really important, whether it's Corey, Natalie, you know, Marty's been on Tucker. What It doesn't matter. Just mm -hmm. getting these ideas. Max Kaiser on Tucker, to, uh, Tucker Carlson today as well. Shout out to him. Just getting these ideas, the Bitcoin ethos into the mainstream consciousness is really how we win this, right? We, we need to yeah. do that. We need adoption or just the government's going to hit us with a big, with a big step. So it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't necessarily have to be me. It could be anybody. Like everybody has a role to play getting the Bitcoin message out there into the normies, into, into everybody. And remember, it helps everybody equally. It's not a left and right issue right helps the mm. left helps people on the left it helps people on the right helps everybody right bitcoin is apolitical it's neutral right it helps everybody helps every individual um and it's an enemy to tyrants for sure joe thank you so much for joining us man we really appreciate it uh i pulled up your twitter you can follow him at oh. joe nakamoto on twitter i'm gonna put you backstage for a second give me about a minute or two uh guys we love hold on nika hold on nika hold on nika breaking 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 news we already got a few super chats so shouts out to you guys we love you guys we appreciate it there's no comments in it yet but dude you just announced it and we already oh got god one, so. thank you okay well let's extemos love you bro thank you and Lucas, I appreciate it too, man. Thank you all. You're very kind. Really appreciate that. Guys, if you want to continue the party, I'm, I I, I got the cable, so I'm going to be joining Opti on Spaces on the regular, as requested by uh, by Jacob. And uh, we are, we are uh, co-hosting the space with our friends over at Swan Bitcoin. Best place to stack sats. So that goes all the way to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so about 40 minutes have your opportunity to interact with Opti, interact with me. And if Joe has the time, maybe he can jump into the spaces as well and talk about everything that happened today. But anyways, we love you all. If you like the video, consider liking, subscribing, and of course, share this content. In fact, share all Bitcoin content, spread the peaceful revolution. We love you all. And we'll see you tomorrow for a brand new episode of Simply Bitcoin.